Constantine Paleologos was the last Byzantine emperor, reigning from 1449 until his death in battle at the fall of Constantinople in 1453. Constantine's death marked the end of the Byzantine Empire, which traced its origin to Constantine the Great's foundation of Constantinople as the Roman Empire's new capital in 330 AD. Given that the Byzantine Empire was the Roman Empire's medieval continuation, with its citizens continuing to refer to themselves as Romans, Constantine's death and Constantinople's fall also marked the definitive end of the Roman Empire, founded by Augustus almost 1,500 years earlier. On the 2nd of April, 1453, Mehmed, the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, had his advance guard arrived outside Constantinople and began pitching up a camp. On the 5th of April, the Sultan himself arrived at the head of his army and encamped within firing range of the city's gates of St. Romanus. Bombardment of the city walls began almost immediately. As the siege progressed, it became clear that the forces defending the city would not be enough to man both the sea walls and the land walls. Furthermore, food was running out and as food prices rose to compensate, many of the poor began to starve. On Constantine's orders, the Byzantine garrison collected money from churches, monasteries, and private residences to pay for food for the poor. Objects of precious metal held by the churches were seized and melted down, though Constantine promised the clergy they would repay them fourfold once the battle had been won. The Sultan Mehmed was quoted as saying, Either I shall take this city, or the city will take me dead or alive. If you will admit defeat and withdraw in peace, I shall give you the Peloponnese and other provinces for your brothers, and we shall be friends. If you persist in denying me peaceful entry into the city, I shall force my way in, and I shall slay you and all your nobles, and I shall slaughter all the survival survivors and allow my troops to plunder at will. The city is all I want, even if it is empty. Constantine was quoted as replying, God forbid that I should live as an emperor without an empire. As my city falls, I will fall with it. Whoever wishes to escape, let him save himself if he can, and whoever is ready to face death, let him follow me. As to surrendering the city to you, it is not for me to decide or for anyone else of its citizens, for all of us have reached the mutual decision to die of our own free will without any regard for our lives. Though the Byzantine defenders fought on, the Ottomans soon gained control of both the outer and inner walls. About 50 Ottoman soldiers made it through one of the gates and were the first of the enemy to enter Constantinople. It had been left unlocked and ajar by a Venetian party the night before. Ascending up the tower above the gate, they managed to raise an Ottoman flag above the wall. The Ottomans stormed through the wall and many of the defenders panicked with no means of escape. Constantinople had fallen. His followers implored the emperor to escape as he was carried away after falling on the battlefield. He refused and preferred to die with his empire. Constantine went to where the fighting appeared to be thickest, and as it would be unworthy of him to be captured alive, implored his officers to kill him. When none of them obeyed his command, Constantine threw off his imperial regalia as to not let himself be distinguished from the other soldiers and disappeared into the fray, sword in hand. When Mehmed wanted the defeated Constantine to be brought to him, he was told it was too late as the emperor was dead. Pretty heavy duty, boys. Super heavy duty. Yeah. Ooh. 
the fall of a 1,500-year empire in in a day. Yeah, pretty crazy, man. Pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I got chills. A lot of there. history. Oof. A lot of history, but it's like, you know, now that I read through it again, um, like, and having, like, put together some – some information on it. It makes me think, you know, there's a couple of things. There's, there's a couple lessons. Some of them kind of, I feel like conflict with, with each other. You know, one part of it is to see three things through to the end. And that, you know, there's this constant march of time that, um, you know, change is constant and, and empires rise and fall and everything must come to an end, you know, and, uh, it's 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 weird you know i feel like you know you want to fight the rising of the tide and you know you want to carry on traditions and you know bring uh, uh pride to your to your ancestors but at the same time i don't know um there's a there's a point where uh you know maybe you got to start to go with the flow kind of kind of turning it on its head turn the the lessons I was talking about before we started on its head where you know never quitting you know maybe maybe if you have the opportunity to save your guys live to fight in the, another day maybe that's maybe that's a good idea maybe you go be the fucking emperor, uh, emperor in uh in exile or whatever man mhm mhm no i, I mean, take everything as learning go ahead yeah no, go, go ahead brother so say you just got to take it all as just like learning experience, even if it's just like the old adage, just like you get pushed down, you got to get right back up. I mean, even if it's something as extreme as that, it's just like you just realize that you fucked up, you take, you kind of like have to almost just like tuck your tail between your legs a little bit, go back and like, like you should just rebuild and then become your own fucking, your own, build your own empire and, and make your own empire. I mean, you can, you can turn that into, into any other things that we do in life. I mean, even in jujitsu and anything like that. I mean, just go into it. Just take the big fat L sometimes. So everyone's got to do it every now and then. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. It's weird because, I mean, like with something like this, you know, there's, you know, you think of it, you think of these, a lot of people in, in ancient history and, uh, you know, whatever, you, any time in the past, you know, you think of great men and you think of them as uh, as superhuman you know, think of them as crazy, you know, just, uh, they're, they're not human. You, you can't, you have a hard, a lot of, I feel like a lot of times people have a hard time relating people put in those situations and, you know, uh, uh, positions of extreme power and, and what we look back on as massive influences on, uh, the way history played out, uh, in the world. And, and you, have a hard time relating to them. But I think it's, it's interesting to think back on a guy like this, who by no means was the Byzantine empire, uh, you know, this continued shining example of, you know, Rome's uh, former glory. You know, it was definitely, you know, an empire in disrepair and the pressure that, you know, would be on one person, to try and hold on to, you know, 1500 years of history. It, it's, it's, oh my uh, God. it's weird to think back. 
it's weird to think about. It's weird to think of like, you know, um, imagine yourself in that position. You know, I'm sure, you know, the guy was raised and, um, you know, in the purple, born in the purple, as they say, and, yep. and raised as, as royalty and, you know, taught a lot of, uh, and, and instilled with a sense of like belonging and power. But at the same time, that is an immense amount of pressure to be put on a person uh, that at the end of the day is just flesh and blood like any of us. Unless you're, you know, Greek and then you think he's the Marble Emperor and turned oh, yeah. beneath the Golden Gate in Constantinople, <laughs> ready to rise again when, when it's uh, returned to the Greeks from the, from the Turks. So I don't know. I like this legend. How do you guys think about that? How do you guys think about like, you know, people in history, like, like Constantine Paleologos who, you know, do you, do you think of them? Do you try to, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess question number one is, do you try and use the, uh, efforts and success and um, great things that great men of the past have done as daily inspiration or inspiration in your life. And uh, so do you use them as inspiration? And then do you, do you think about whether you are like them? You know, I, I guess it's kind of a weird question to ask but you know do you do you try to live in uh, in their image and try and like be like great men or do you you know look at it as there's you know little old me and there's them i guess i'm trying to trying to gauge on whether that's a whether that's a narcissistic ass fucking thing to think No, I, I don't think mm. so. Um, I do. I definitely think about that. Um, you know, I think about the capacity uh, for a variety of things, like with Alexander the Great, the capacity to go on a thirteen or what do we what do we say it was yeah thirteen, 13 years year, a thirteen year campaign to conquer every everywhere all of the known world like until until you reach where you can't the ocean and you can't go any further you're just trying yeah. to take control of everything and like the capacity to go after that um i like to think about those types of things and i and i do you know to some degree think about how those men might have thought i mean marcus aurelius obviously has a, a number of like yeah. very you know uh prophetic quotes and um inspirations and, and guidances you know a, as a great leader and i think there are a lot of other good leaders that have you know a lot of information to share like that and i definitely think about those people and try and um you know to some degree live up to it. not necessarily any one of their particular lives or anything like that but live up to that that like greater aspiration to be exceptional and to do something that's like insane and crazy, like beyond pushing beyond the limits of, of what anybody would have even thought, you know? Yes. I, yep. I, I like to think about that. 
How about you, Nate? Oh, yeah. Uh, I kind of on the same boat. I mean, I wouldn't say I'd try and take it like my anything but from one person in, in particular. But, I mean, if there's, like, any uh, anybody that I would, like, try and compare myself to, it would probably be, like, I don't know, Emperor, Emperor Constantine or some shit like that. Somebody like that, just someone who just, like, literally just, like, kind of started. I mean, it's just, like, just almost, like, right in the narrative. He's just, like, kind of started, not, like, in the ashes, like, a lot of these greats. He, I mean, he started in, like, a nice nice household and then just decided, hey, I want to I wanna know what this nitty-gritty tastes like. So I went to the army and just kind of worked it, literally just worked, started from the bottom, worked his way up, became fucking emperor, and then just started, decided I'd want to take everything over from all the pain that you give me from before. So it's just kind of just I don't know, just just kind of going going in day day to day stuff with just like that mentality. Just like it don't matter really what you thrown at it. I, I, I've seen worse. I've seen things. I've seen it. I've seen things out there worse. I've seen things a whole lot worse. I mean, I've yeah. I've I I know where I'm coming from. I know what I can build, and I'm just gonna I'm just I'm not gonna look back from where I started, and it's just up up and up from there. Yeah, just trying to li- literally build an empire like us three are trying to do do at the moment. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. And that's so the thing, are, the, the type of empire changes. Greatness. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. I think um, you know, it's important to rec I think it's just an important thing to recognize that, you know, uh we're all flesh and blood. Um I definitely think that, you know, obviously there's circumstances, there's the times that they were a part of and the you know the circumstances of their birth and everything like that affect people's lives very, very, you know, to, to an immense amount. But, um, uh, I still think that one of the, I think it's something we've definitely discussed before. You know, I, I hold it very, very, very dear. My, my belief that, you know, we are the master of our fate, you know, you, um, with enough, determination and sheer force of fucking will you can you can create you know you create a whole lot for yourself you know it's it's a funny one there's uh i don't you probably are more aware of it nate i I have no idea but um you know people always say that you know i could do whatever i want but i'll never be an nba player you know like there's like dudes that are like fucking five foot six in the nba man like there are, that have been. I don't know if there still is, but like there's, there's guys that not and not like super long ago. There's dudes that have like relatively recently been like short kings playing the fucking NBA, man. Like if you work hard enough at anything, I really think that you can change the circumstances of your life and you can, you know, be great at something. You can uh, that uh, that quote from fucking Troy or whatever. Uh, that's why no one will remember your name. Like if you fucking step out there onto the field of battle, you know, figuratively, literally, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And you fucking lay it down and you know, you put in the time and you put in the effort and you consume yourself with something you can, uh, you can be great at it. I really, I think that that goes for whoever, you know, like for everything, hundred percent. You really can, you really with enough persistent effort can, can be great at anything and create greatness. I mean, so I think and I that's think that's an important thing. Yeah, I, I think going back to Paleolagos, like being the the man in the arena, you know, at, on that that last day, instead of accepting that offer from Emmet, you know, he he chose to 
to resist and to fight. And that, that was the Roman way, you know, to, to hold strong and to, to resist, you know? Yeah. I, it's, it's an interesting thing because it's like, you know, earlier on, you know, cause I, I think I condensed that. I condensed that uh, story pretty, pretty much. But I mean, you know, obviously there was, there was a, there was a significant siege of the city of Constantinople that was not, you know, extremely short. It was uh mm-hmm. it was a, a long siege. I think, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about the two sides of it. Do you live to fight another day and, you know, or do you choose this moment, you know, to make your stand and, you know, and cause that's the thing is, I mean, there, there are plenty of stories in history where, you know, someone along the same lines is confronted with overwhelming odds and, you know, they do take that, you know, for every, for every, uh, for every, um, hundred first airborne at the battle of Bastogne, there's a, uh, um, emperor, uh, what was his name? Leonidas at the hot gates, you know, there, there's going to be the one where they, you know, take on the overwhelming odds. And, and for that's, a. Uh, I can't remember which king it is, but the Battle of Agincourt, where they defeated the French, and it was like they fucking had really bad odds. So there's that's in Dune, right? The ones, huh? That's in Dune, right? The Battle of Agincourt. I'm pretty sure that's in Dune. Exactly. Same guy. (laughs) Same guy. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, like you can take on the overwhelming odds, and you know, never, you never know. Maybe you'll win, but. Sometimes you're going to lose. And I, I, I don't know. I think that in that moment, you've got to, that's where, that's where the legends are made is, you know, you just got to do it. You know, sometimes you're going to die. You know, some, some versions of uh, this grand um, universal uh, consciousness are going to take that choice and they're going to make the wrong choice and they're going to get fucking smoked, but we'll still remember them. And then sometimes they're going to win. But I think, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing is like, do you, do you take that plunge even if it means you might die? Or do you take the safe route? I think that there's lessons to be learned from that, whether life, your life and limb is on the line or not. I think, uh, I think that you can reduce that down into just going for it. Oh, without a doubt, for sure. I mean, you, you, that's when, I, I can imagine that's when, in the truest sense, you find out, you know, who you are, like what you're made of. Yeah. You know, when the, like what, when the going what, gets tough. Yep. Yeah. What are you going to do when this is a situation where you know that the the threat of death or dismemberment is extremely high? Yeah. And, and I mean, on that note, you know, um, what, what do you guys, what do you, what are your opinions on like, where, you know, after 1,500 years of history and 1,500 years of consistent Roman culture, you know, passed down by whatever means, it, it comes to an end. You know, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Is it something that you guys think about um, in terms of the world today and, and this constant march of time and and that... You know, it, I was thinking about what, what to read at the end of the episode tonight. And one of the ones, I'm not going to read it, but I thought about Ozymandias uh, by, what is it, 
Percy Shelley, where he, uh, it's like I like in a sand covered land, I saw a foot rise out of it, or whatever, and it says, "Look on my wonders and despair," you know, and it's just a broken down monument. Do you guys think about that? Do you think about like uh, that everything you look at, everything you touch, everything that you appreciate? Uh, this is a heavy episode. This is a Jocko episode for sure. Everything that you look at is going to be fucking dust someday. And in the grand scheme of time, not that long. <laughs> like, really not that long. It's not that far away. You know, we've only been around, you know, there's been recorded history for what? Like, or like we, we know, we know of like, uh, human like organized human culture in terms of like building monuments and stuff to Gobekli Tepe right which is like what 12,000 years ago maybe like and they're yeah. not even super sure but I mean even even that like even if it was like 50 like give it 50,000 years man in the grand scheme of time even grand scheme of human like our evolutionary existence that is nothing that is like a drop in a bucket and then you think about actual history, you know, it's totally nothing. Do you guys think about that, you know, very often? Is it something that, that just in your uh, sober thoughts, high thoughts, staring out the window of the car, whatever thoughts, is it something that comes up with you guys? Because I think about it a lot. I know something that Mando thinks about um... – he he had confided in me that that that's his biggest concern in life, his biggest anxiety. I don't think about it that much. Um, I do think I, I think about the tiny fraction of time that humans have even existed so far, and mm-hmm. the uh, like the fragility of of life on the largest scale, you know, on, on Earth and stuff like that in that sense. And I mean, I, I see it as I am, you know, one, I almost look at it like, like when you scale out a a, a number, you know, Mm -hmm. a a number looks like zero if if the number is small enough. Right. And, um, and I think we're still like the human population and, and the, you know, the development of where we are as a civilization, we're still at like the lowest, if we're a cryptocurrency, we're like the lowest value shit coin possible. We've got like 15 zeros in front of us. And I think we're yeah. barely, we're not even on anybody's ticker yet. And um, I, I think about that. And I think about my life as like the, the best thing that one of the best things that I can do, if there is some kind of like you know, meaning of life. One of the best things I can do is contribute something towards moving that value upwards and like move, helping the larger whole of the human race move towards something better. Okay. So, that, so but you, that, that's you, the sense I think are, of it in. You are in the grand scheme of things. You are, you are hopeful for humanity and the future of humanity and, and, you you uh you don't think far like you're not thinking far out to the point of like humanity not existing or maybe it not really even mattering about humanity exist humanity existing anymore. Yeah, you know, you're thinking about like the 
it's so funny to think about like grand scheme of time you're thinking short-term girl goals you're thinking interdimensional or interdimensional we're already there yes uh, i am th- i am thinking, you're thinking interstellar travel and you know uh colonizing well, you gotta planets think. and shit like that you know I, I i understand but you you're hopeful you're hopeful of that yeah and so when i think like like everything turns to dust like i i think of it in a sense of like i am i i recognize the 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 that same lesson just in a different sense and i think i think the way that i think about it you know maybe it's um when, when i think about it in the sense of like everything's going to be dust it, it, it that doesn't feel useful to me to think about it in that sense because mm-hmm. I, I i recognize that same lesson in the way that i think about it and i'm just trying to i i think that you're right like be hopeful that you know we are going to be able to move in a a direction where humanity you know subsists through you know potentially the the life of the planet and you know into uh you know the life uh, I, could, I mean could you imagine humanity like su- surviving beyond the life of uh, the sun our star like that i mean that's kind of insane to me you know to think about stuff like that it doesn't even uh, seem real yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't it, it, i don't I don't know that that, I mean, is possible. I mean, that's such a huge time horizon. It just, yeah. <clears throat> well, that gets into, I'm trying to think. It, I don't know if, if that has to do with the, uh, let me look it up. I've, I'm, since we're doing this episode, got a computer in front of me. And um, uh, like, I'm trying to think if that's like the great filter, you know, and like whether or not humanity is, is going to, uh, so the concept originates in Robin Hanson's argument that the failure to just watch something extraterrestrial on this. civilizations in the observable universe implies that something is wrong with one or more of the arguments from various scientific disciplines that the appearance of advanced intelligent life is probable. This observation is conceptualized in terms of a great filter, which acts to reduce the great number of sites where intelligent life might arise to the tiny number of intelligent species with advanced civilizations actually observed. Currently just one human. It's so funny that that's a fucking thing on <laughs> Wikipedia. This probability threshold, which could lie behind us in our past or in front of us in our future, might work as a barrier to the evolution of intelligent life or as a high probability of self-destruction. The main conclusion of this argument is that the easier it was for life to evolve to our stage, the bleaker our future chances probably are. Yeah, that's the heavy duty thing when you think about or when you're talking about stuff like that, where like, you know, it it gets into a lot of this stuff. And I think talking about, you know, Greek dudes that are long dead, um, a wise man that I'm trying to remember who actually said it, but I think it's Socrates, maybe wise man knows that he is a fool. Nah, bro. One of them dudes. I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying in terms of this, in terms of like great filter (laughs) stuff is like, I really don't think that we have any idea about any of this shit. I think that this is all really spitballing, but I, I mean, I think that that it does, it does speak to uh, a deep seated, um, I guess kind of like maybe even personality trait or like not even really cultural, but, but um, uh, aspect of, of, you know, the human mind is that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think of myself as maybe, Maybe a not. I I have to actively try to be positive, and I think that that kind of speaks to like you know you're you're talking about that 
I maybe have a bit more jaded, uh, pessimistic view of things. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely like, I want to be hopeful, you know, I want to see humans, uh, 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 I don't know. Just succeed, just kind yeah, of stay succeed. or stick around for a little bit. I and that, I think I'm, I am, uh, I am not, you know, uh, in, in concert with the club of Rome, that we're a cancer on the world. You know, I think that humanity, we're, we're capable of some pretty horrible shit that we do to each other and the world, but, um, we're also capable of some really cool stuff and some really like amazing shit. And I think that the universe with humans in it is better than without, but I don't know. <clears throat> it makes me think about like, you know, what's your, what's your faith in humanity? You think we're going to fucking pull together? You think everybody's going to pull together? Or do you yeah. think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be good. Eventually people are all going to pull together. Yeah. I think everyone will figure it out. You know, put me in charge. We're going to be good. We're going to. Okay. All resources are getting diverted to us getting to Mars. And if anybody gets out of line, you can go to China. We're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start digging a trench around California, and we're mm-hmm. just gonna try and get them to like you know let's just just leave. See, this is this is the level of deep that we've got to get right here. Talking about <laughs> digging trenches around California, that's I'm just saying. Deep I I okay. Let me pitch this. I think we can hire some seismologists to locate the fault lines. And we can yeah. blow the fault lines, and we can just launch it into the ocean. Dude, they just made a movie. Games, they man. just made a movie about it with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dude, we, we Looney Tunes will be, get a bunch of Acme dynamite and line it up along the fucking edge, and then just like poof, fucking smash the plunger, and it floats off into China. No, no, we don't want China. To, we don't want China to have California. We're gonna sink it. We're gonna sink it. I don't want them to have. We're gonna sink it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. We don't we don't need them getting those nice Beverly Hills houses. That's not right. Bro would fall apart after like fucking two days of playing with it, just like all the co- the communist Chinese bullshit that they send over here. <laughs> we'll <laughs> replace <laughs> one island of trash China with China another China. Dude, we'll just replace one island of trash with another island of trash. That fucking floating fucking thing of plastic out there. We'll just we'll kind of scoot that into place. That'll probably so, be a lot better than I, you're the, you're talking about that Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Oh yeah, I I've seen pictures. They they say that there's like a garbage patch the size of Texas. It, I've it, seen that too. Why can't it, why can't you see that shit on the fucking GPS? Yeah, why? Uh, that's a, that is my question. What where can we find an actual picture of that, like a satellite image of a Texas sized patch of? Of trash because I, I I don't even understand how that ha- I mean I get ocean currents and I like but how does it all that much get pushed together and why <clears throat> can't we see it? Well, Is we it have gyres. It- There's gyres <clears throat> in the ocean. What did you call? Are- Dude, you can't say that on the on the podcast. Yeah, right? hold on. Podcast oh, is over. Gyres. Podcast is over. Gyres, bro. He's he keeps doing it. We're gonna have to cut the, the three minutes out, dude. So let's see. I'm trying to find. Out if there's a Texas size one. 
Great Pacific, Great Pacific garbage, garbage patch. <laughs> also known as the Pacific Trash Vortex is a garbage patch. Jesus Christ. Marine debris in the central North Pacific Ocean. Central North Pacific. Uh. Despite common public perception of the patch existing as giant islands of floating garbage, it's low density, four particles per cubic meter, prevents detection by satellite imagery or even by casual voters or divers in the area. This is because the patch is a widely dispersed area consisting primarily of suspended fingernails and some microplastics that they're finding in the tanks, What bro. the fuck? That's what that is, man. That's, the that's mic- not that's micro. Bro. That's, the that's, that's not micro. Or phthalates? You look at those pictures, dude. That's not microplastics. Wait, but, that, but that's what... It. That's but what he not was just all reading, of it. Is that it. Like I the, mean, the vast majority of it is microplastics. You know, the very oh. not. Uh, uh, it's not like giant islands of garbage. You know, the majority of it is microplastics. Okay, okay. That's why it's so hard to clean up, too, right? Yeah. That's literally what what well my woman's doing is doing the microplastic shit. The patch is believed to increase tenfold each decade since 1945. Jeez, estimated to be double the size of Texas, the area contains more than three million short tons, or 2.7 million metric tons of plastic. The gyre contains approximately six pounds of plastic for every pound of plankton. Oh a similar gosh. patch of floating plastic debris is found in the Atlantic Ocean called the North Atlantic Garbage Patch. I was just about to say that, yeah. And there's one in the west over by uh, Japan. And they literally yeah. just circulate like bumper cars around the freaking Pacific over there. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So like, It's, it's crazy, it's man. Like that. It's things like that that make me, you know, especially Hate people. Like our, our insane speed at which technology advances. And like the to make garbage through technology, exactly. You know, through technology, I think just um, kind of segueing temporarily into current events, a bunch of Starlink set Starlink satellites um, got fucked up by something. I can't remember if it was like some sort of it was a solar storm. Yeah, solar storm. So it makes me think about like all that debris and stuff and our ability through technology to produce mass produce and, and to, you know, um, through industry, create things on an extremely fast, uh, or extremely fast on an extremely large scale, uh, puts in front of us issues that we, we we make these problems much worse than we can than problems that they're they're not problems we can solve in even remotely the amount of time that it took us to create them you know and and every year that we continue certain practices in it and especially continue certain practices um different differently in different cultures you know um the worse that it gets you know, because I mean, like, just because we signed the Paris Climate Accords, which we didn't, but if we did, even, you know, China's not fucking signing that shit, man. You know, they don't give a shit. We saw that. We saw the photos of the, the Olympic ski jump. The, the um, That looks Olympics fake. Going that looks edited almost. It's crazy that the, that's real. 
Yeah, they have the the mega ski jump in some old industrial park, and it just looks like the surface of fucking Coruscant from Star Wars, bro. It it, it's, it does. Uh, it's fucking weird to think about, and I, I mean, I, I you know, I I try to stay optimistic, obviously, and I think it's good to be optimistic, and you know, I think you gotta the the only way that things get better is more and more of us have a bright outlook and and try and you know, uh, I'm talking about humans humans as a species the more of us that are positive and try and solve issues and spend our lives solving the problems of the day to leave a better world for the future the better it'll get you know if if people are all fucking pessimistic about everything nothing's gonna get better but um it's fucking intimidating man when you know we've got some we've got some big fucking issues bro it's big issues we do. We got some big problems to face. But, you know, that that's the thing. Problems could get fixed pretty quick. It, it just requires consensus and proper planning and, you know, legitimate execution yep. of proper plans through effective leadership. Yep. And um, and you can get the job done on, on lots of things, even big things, pretty pretty efficiently, pretty pretty quickly. Get things move, at least get things moving in the right direction pretty quickly. But I mean, I don't that that, that first part, that consensus on any and even building a plan um, or, around consensus is extremely difficult nowadays. You know? Um, yeah, it's tough. We yeah, again, hey, put world put, put me in charge. Put me in charge. Let, let me go. Let, let let your boy let your boy play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think it's it's interesting though. You know, we're talking about this, and I'm I'm sort of spitballing, but you know, there's some. Uh, some stuff that I've looked into or looked at, look into it, bro. There's some stuff, you know, I hear, I hear Jordan Peterson talk about a lot where like, you can't be consumed. You know, I think about this stuff, but I don't like let it consume my life. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking, you're, you're a philosophizer issues of the world. I just think about it. It doesn't mean like I'm like living in a constant state of fear that, and my house is going to be underwater or some shit like that. But, you know, you should be aware of it. But I, I think an important lesson is that you can't live in a state of, like, panic and fear. You, you should be aware of it and you should try and make conscious efforts uh, throughout your life to, you know, be better and to, um, you know, try and, try and um, influence others in non-annoying fucking stupid ways and in ways that are actually, you know, that, that work and make sense. You should try and influence people to, uh, to be better. But, um, you know, I don't think that you should, uh, live in just like this panic driven, you know, kind of mindset about the, the issues, uh, that the world faces. No, definitely not. I mean, you got to make your world small to be effective at, at anything, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're sitting there worrying about climate change all day, you're never going to be able to get your job done in your daily yes. task. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. What do you think, Nate? You think that? Uh, do you think that? Hmm. What are what are some what are some world issues that like concern you? Maybe you're like, are there ones that you think about this? I guess is a question for all of us, actually. Is it, is there things that you think about regularly that you have to like, um, 
you have to abate your your worries about them you know and i'm not talking like your your own personal life i'm talking like Mm -hmm. environmental fears not necessarily like i'm not talking like fucking climate change shit i'm talking just like grand scheme of society fears are there societal concerns that you think about on a regular basis yeah Um, oh my god yeah i mean if we're not just talking about like pollution wise and crap like that, if we're talking about just like people as a whole. It just seems like everyone nowadays is just ignorant as fuck. Everybody feels yeah. like owed everything. Everybody feels just like they're not, oh, they're, they're no, there's no worry because this world and everything that we're in, and I'm not even, well, I mean, just really everything. Everything's kind of in just like a downward spiral and it has been since they've been alive. They're 30, 40, X amount of however years on earth they've been on earth. So they're just, just like, all right, well, this is a shit show. It's not gonna, it's not gonna become better before I, in my lifetime. Why, why would I put my effort towards making it better for my kids' kids' lifetime? They'll figure that shit out, and you know, just live life and just be shitty people and just, you know, just, just. I mean, Miami is a perfect example. I mean, it's just literally, it's, it's just, it just seems like everybody that's shitty lives in Miami. And they all just like <laughs> think the same way and deal with the same thing and just like are just like they all have like that same mentality. We're just like they're whatever they're doing is way more important than whatever anybody else is doing in the world. They're the only car. It's like the, it's like what I always show you boys. It's just like they're literally they're that person in the middle and everything else in the world revolves around them. And just like people that like think like that and people that just like act like that. And that's just like their entire life. It's just like I just don't respect them and I just don't I don't have faith in people like that whenever whenever I meet people like that yeah I feel you I love it what about you Tyler I support everything I tried to say that as much as I could without cursing because I could have said <laughs> a lot of mother f's and stuff like that so yeah we made sure you know we made sure there wasn't any cursing in that so that we could put that on CNN I don't even remember the initial question because that was so such a good response what, what kind of <laughs> I don't think grand, what kind of like uh, grand concerns do you have for like society at large you know and is it something like that you think about on a like regular basis I'd go as far to say it's like is it like something that concerns you like daily that you think about all the time and then maybe think- you know maybe what what you do to abate those kind of like concerns or like what you what kind of mental fucking gymnastics you go through to you know stay on the path and and not concern yourself with uh those issues um i think about us getting uh like colonizing other planets and and other (laughs) other uh places in our solar system and eventually outside of our solar system that's that's for sure that's definitely the biggest thing that I think about. Um, and I just yeah. try to stay hopeful that that we will accomplish that in the future. So I would definitely say that's the number one thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, and that's not to say that, that, you know, we can just deplete earth of all its resource, resources and everything. I, I do think that the idea that humans are, like so significantly depleting the resources of the earth is a, is a little bit um, like, I, I, I don't know how much I believe it. I mean, I, un- I, I get it. I understand it. I definitely believe in 
a negative impact that, that humans have certain negative impacts on the earth. I mean, you see it in obvious ways, you know, it like, and, and that's the thing. It's like the things that are negative impacts, like it doesn't feel good. Like when you see people like cutting down or burning huge parts of the Amazon, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. It doesn't feel good. You know, when you see people polluting the ocean, we like we were just talking about a Texas double Texas size, you know, thing of plastic patch in the ocean. Like that kind of stuff doesn't feel good. And so I think that you know it's obvious, you know, how how we should treat the planet and how we should how we should act towards the planet. But I also think that it's absolutely necessary to get off the planet, if only because we we live on a. a <laughs> a, 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 a spaceship that is hurtling through <laughs> the universe and there are you know infinite amounts of projectiles that are yes. hurtling an in, in infinite we're in a shooting gallery you know and uh we're, we're we're spinning through a shooting gallery and so i think for no other reason you know we need to have contingencies you listen I, to I, I, Randall Carlson podcast the other day? oh i was i was definitely listening to some Randall. Yeah, I, I love man. i, think I love me some Randall Carlson, I, I was, bro you were talking and i was thinking shooting gallery shooting gallery, shooting gallery <laughs> and then you said it <laughs> yeah yeah man it's freaky it's freaky yeah. shit it, it certainly is. I mean, it's the idea that, you know, we could be, that the earth Even if could we be, are good, even if we are yeah. good, we could just be unlucky. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and, and it's yeah. not even that we, and, and I, you know, one thing, especially after having just recently listened to his most recent podcast with, with General, General Rogan, um, <laughs> you know, I realized that it's not a matter master. of- Master. It's we, Master General. Ma- Master General Rogan, um, Get four right. star, ma- four star Master General Rogan. Um, there we go. You know, I, I realized that it's not a matter of we can get unlucky, but it's the Earth will get hit by a, a civilization, yeah. d- at least a, at least a significantly civilization disrupting asteroid at some point, um, and and I almost certainly at some point before the estimated uh expiration date of the planet oh undoubtedly yeah. you know and so it's like the the yeah. planet will survive and you know and maybe humans will survive but i think i think that we should be you know one Can we, we should be planning to, to colonize civilization reset you know well exactly you know and i think that i think that's why one we have to have a contingency in that we have to be we have to be civilizing other places in our solar system outside of our solar system in inter interstellar you know spaces don't put all your eggs um, in one pudding it, exactly you know and um i i also think that we should be shoring up the defenses that we have here on earth one as far as sharks with freaking laser beams dude if you could have we got space, space force sharks, we got no. Space Force. Yo. What do you mean? We're ahead of the game. Space Force needs to have some giant space sharks with freaking mm-hmm. lasers on with their heads. freaking laser beams. They could blast asteroids away when they try and hit the Earth. Yeah, and I think that uh, one of the things that uh, Randall talked about on that one is, you know, we have uh, uh, this stage, at least in the West, this, like, uh, massive um, – concentration of wealth in uh you know these corporations and and people doing specific shit and i mean like the richest man in the world right now 
Elon is uh, in charge of SpaceX. I think an interesting thing with that is that the they have all the reason to want to do that, you know, uh, or to want to um, protect us from things like that and to put put money and, and time uh, and, and human brain computing power into solving that issue or at least uh, going down that pr- proverbial, uh, I guess, research tree uh because they can make shitloads of money off of it man they can uh-huh. they can fund their corpo takeover of mars they can fund their uh travel outside of the you know imagine if we were able to mine you know you see all these fuckers you know wanting to drive their electric cars and and you know gas driving chads like me look at them and say well you know where the lithium for that fucking shit comes from what if they could just fucking mine a lithium asteroid and just never have to fucking have another kid dig lithium out of a hole in the ground with a fucking stick you know I thought you were just gonna end up a make, kid and they could make every <laughs> uh, every electric car the batteries for it you know there was no more need to like charge out the ass for an electric car or something like that it, it could be dude you know it could everything could be electric everything could society. be electric yeah it could totally change the dynamic of human society if but, they uh, are mining asp- asteroids in space i better have a flying car oh yeah <laughs> yeah bro that's, that's all i'm saying. saying that's and all I mean, i'm saying the future the future very well may hold that that uh that that might be a thing that happens relatively soon you know yeah or better i mean i would kill my technological development (laughs) we'll see some insane things in our lifetime i mean the 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 technological advancement we've already seen in our lifetime has been absolutely insane i mean we we are absolutely going to see some crazy technological innovations i think even in the next decade Every decade, yeah. I think it's going to become astronomically crazier. The, the The novelty is increasing exponentially. Yeah, I think that in the 19th century, or 19th, the 20th century, the 1900s, we saw the death of God. And I think in the 21st century, we're going to see the 2000s. We're going to see the death of the state. I think the decentralization uh, and the rise of... Um, corporations and I think decentralized finance is a big part of it as well is going to lead to um, uh, more freedom but also yeah, yeah. it's weird I think, it's, I think we're all going to live in a freedom from the state I, I think that um, you know at the time for the time being we're under the boot of, of money of currency and the state and I think that the more collars that you can take off of people the better and i think that the more decentralized it becomes the better it'll be in terms of uh human creativity and our ability to to uh to be creative and i think that it'll be a crazy crazy fucking millennium for sure yeah bro we're all moving into the metaverse we're all gonna live in ready player no. one favelas that shit man Dude, i'm gonna live in walmart i'm gonna live in walmart it's gonna be a walmart mm-hmm. favela bro there's gonna be mm-hmm. a 30 story walmart favela and that's that's like that's the thing i think that there's people out there that watch i'm i'm don't think i know there's people out there that watch fucking ready player one and we're like yo this is so cool man i can't yo nice 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 to meet you no man (laughs) fuck that shit bro 
Fuck that shit. Oh, that dude, is I'm a fucking dystopian fucking horror movie. You better believe that I'm winning that game. Oh, I'm winning it. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm coming out. Okay. Victorious. No, 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 no. Nate's just yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, slaying, slaying bodies. Cool beans, guys. Cool beans. So I think that that was an interesting uh, attempt. Um, you know, just to break the fourth wall a little bit. I think we're making some interesting attempts to uh, switch it up, try out different formats for the podcast. You know, I think, um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of important to take, uh, take those wild steps that um, you got to just try shit out, man. You know, there's like, we were, we were talking about, um, you know, rolling creatively and stuff. There's plenty of times when you do something in a roll and you're like, okay, that was fucking stupid. But, you know, you got to do it, man, because you got to fucking yeah. try it. You never know. Yeah. So it's it's fun, I think, to do some of these where we try and, you know, do a different format. And maybe there's things that we take away from it uh, when uh, we do a listen back or, you know, uh, we think about this sort of this sort of stuff. And we take some good stuff. We take some bad stuff. We, we learn some lessons. And I think that, like everything else in life, that's, uh, that's what we're trying to do with the pot. So, you know, um, kind of cool kind of cool I, I think it was a interesting interesting thing to maybe you know in, incorporate more little little uh things that we're passionate about in terms of history and stuff like that bring to the table something that that we find interesting and trying to pull something out of it and see where the conversation uh goes from there yeah absolutely yes it was sir cool to learn about Pele Legos. Yes, sir, man. Fucking, I love love Penny Legos. Smart guy or a dumb guy, man. He fucking he he went hard, bro. He fucking threw that fucking armor off and said, "Yo, I'm gonna fucking live by the sword, die by the sword, homie." Yo, Penny Lingus was fucking going till the Mm -hmm. end. Cunning linguists, (laughs) cunning linguists. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right, boys. Think that's good. Think that's good. I think we've done our hour. I'm going to close it out with a quote that kind of, uh, not really a quote, it's a poem, kind of goes with that uh, that um, mentality of trying new stuff and, and uh, just going for it. It's a little, uh, little poem by Charles Bukowski. <laughs> if you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. If you're going to try, go all the way. This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, jobs, and maybe even your mind. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision, mockery, isolation. Isolation is the gift. All the others are a test of your endurance of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it despite rejection and the worst odds. And it will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There's no other feeling like that. You'll be alone with the gods, and the nights will flame with fire. Do it, do it, do it all the way. You will ride life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight there is. All right, boys. Yee, yee, yee. Yee, yee. Adios, Tal, you boys out there. See you on the next one.